Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to talk about a key to open heaven or to connect to heaven. Jesus say in the Bible, pray this way. You will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. We talk about many keys already in this series of teaching. Could you please go back and listen to the series called Connecting to Heaven. And we want to connect to heaven because you know what? God is in heaven and in heaven there's no sickness. There's no failure. There's no poverty. There's no demons. There is no bad thing. Heaven is full of power, strength, blessing, success, breakthrough, prosperity, grace, favor, open doors. All the good things happen in heaven. And we want heaven to come and be with us on earth. And everywhere we go, heaven go with us. We go with heaven. The presence of God goes with us everywhere. And we learned this key already in the past few Sundays. We call this key the love of God. The love of God. Not human love. Your love cannot do it. We need the love of God. Last time we learned that God has given us free garments to put on. We need to put on the garments. And that garment comes from the Holy Spirit. We need to put that on. It's our decision. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on. Who put it on? You put it on. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. I know, Pastor, I have to bear with me a lot. And forgiving one another. <laughs> the oldest daughter of a house married to the youngest son of the house. Can you imagine? The oldest daughter have to bear with me a lot. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You must forgive. But above all these things, you put on the garments of long-suffering, you are patient with your spouse, patient with brother and sister in the church, with your boss, with your employee. You put on tender mercies, kindness, and humility. But above all these garments or apparel, the most important thing that should be on top of everything, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. We need to make a decision to let the Holy Spirit come on us and put the garment of love on us. And we can walk with God. The Bible says in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 3, he said that two cannot walk together unless they agree. Is that right? Two cannot walk together. When I read this scripture many years ago, I thought that this is talking about husband and wife or partnership in the office or in the business or in the church. But God showed me deeper than that. 
Two cannot walk together if they don't agree. The first person you need to agree with is God. Is that right? If you cannot agree with God, God cannot walk with you. I want God to be with me and walk with me 24-7. Everything I do, God is with me. Help me, give me wisdom, give me power, give me grace, give me breakthrough and good breaks and open door and right connection. I want God to be with me. But I need to agree with God. God is love. So if I walk in unforgiveness, offense, hatred, and all kinds of bad things, and pride, I cannot walk with God. I can see when God walked with me, miracle happened. In fact, it just happened a few days ago. I have a patient uh, this month, actually in the next few days, I will have last three surgery of my life. Last three. I will quit medical neurosurgery practice by April 1st. I'm going to be full-time in this church. So on April 1st, no more surgery. But one of the cases that I plan to do surgery has a disease that only me in the whole state know how to perform surgery. No one else knows how to do this surgery. I'm the only one. And without surgery, unless God performs miracle. The patient will not get better. We ask the insurance company to give authorization for surgery, which is a simple operation, take about 15, 20 minutes. But the insurance company say, no, you cannot perform. This patient has to have the physical therapy or some kind of non-operative treatment for eight weeks or six weeks. Oh, eight weeks. We are going to retire in a few, now it's 10 days. How am I going to perform surgery? Right away, the Holy Spirit told me, call the insurance company. I will be with you. I will give you what to say, exactly what to say to the doctor of the insurance company. I called the insurance company on Wednesday. Talked to the doctor who represents the company. And I spoke from the Holy Spirit by the presence of God in one minute. At the end, the doctor said, go for it. I give you permission and authorization. Who gave me that success? The presence of God. The wisdom of God. Because I connect to heaven. I agree with God to love him with all my heart. And to love my neighbors as myself. I need to walk in love. Because I agree with God that love is the best. Do you know? Why Jesus was so powerful on earth. It's not just about he has the anointing. Because he loved. The Bible always say this way. Before he lay hand on the sick, cast out demons. The Bible say, Jesus look at them and have mercy on them. He walked in love. That's why the anointing worked through him. Because faith, power and love must be together. If you want to use power for money... Is wrong idea. You need to use the power of God in love. Love is the most important thing. Amen? And when we walk in love, we will not hold grudges against one another. We will forgive one another all the time. In real life, we always offend each other. We make mistakes because we have different weaknesses and setbacks in life. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 to 8. But the end of all things, mean the second coming of Jesus Christ, is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. 
God said, you have to be serious about the kingdom. Okay, if you don't know when Jesus is going to come back, he may come back tonight. Don't waste your time. Above all things, above everything, again, over everything, have fervent love for one another. Have fervent love. The garment of love of God is not boring, is not bland, is not old, is not stingy or smelly. But the garment of love is colorful, brilliant, vivid, beautiful, and shining the glory out, the light out. The garment of love is the best that you can wear all the time. You need to wear that garment everywhere you go. I love God. I love people around me. I'm going to treat everyone with love. And God going to be with you because you agree with him to walk in love. And last sentence, for love will cover a multitude of sin. Cover the multitude of sin. What does it mean? You cover the multitude of sin of two kinds of people. Number one, yourself, which means that you come to God, God loves you, you forgive yourself, and you say, you know, I'm not perfect. I will do my best to repent and obey God, but I'm not going to focus on my weaknesses. I'm going to focus on the goodness of God upon my life. You don't want to magnify your own sin and weaknesses. Then you live in condemnation and guilt, and you cannot serve God. I have weaknesses too, I tell you. If you know me long enough, you know that I am weak, and I don't know everything. I remember when I first came to America, oh, a lot of people looked at me and shook their head and say, how this guy become a pastor in the church? Because I was so new here, and I did not understand English very well. The first few years, <laughs> I tried to preach in English. And I did not know that this word is negative, the word tricky. So in Thai language, I thought tricky means wise. So I preached on the pulpit, you must be tricky to do this and you will be successful. All the American guests in the church look at me. Wow, tricky. And later on, I came out from the stage. Some American people come and whisper to me, you know that word you should not use. You need to use the word wise, not tricky. Oh, that's why some people left the church right after that because they think that I'm a tricky man. Wow. You see, you need to cover the multitude of my sin too because I'm weak. I don't know everything. <laughs> One nurse in the operating room always teased my accent. One day I say, Houston. And he laughed at me. He laughed at me. He said, not Houston, Houston. What? Y-O-U is you. H-O-U-S should be who? Houston. But why you say Houston? And he laughed at me every time I walk into the OR, operating room. OR, I mean operating room. He always look at me and say, Houston. He, he teased me and I say, I'm going to buy a ticket, send you to Thailand and drop you in the middle of Thailand and talk Thai to people. <laughs> Love covers the multitude of your own sin. And the sin of other people. You love, you forgive, you don't magnify people's weaknesses and shortcomings. And you just try not to focus on that. Look at the good part. Look at the good part of your wife. Look at the good part of your husband. Look at the good part of your brother and sister in the church. If you can do that, 
You connect to heaven all the time because you walk in the love of God, and the devil knows that when you walk in love, you're going to see miracles and breakthrough and victory. So he tried to destroy that victorious life by giving you a bait. What is the bait? The bait is something the fish will bite, and then the hook will get deeper into the mouth, and then that fish can be killed. Destroyed and in trouble. So the bed of Satan is offense. Somebody did something to you and you feel offended, and you get it and you say, "I don't like this guy. I don't like this." Why so many married couple get into trouble because of the offense? Yesterday I talked to Pastor Da. Wow, you are the oldest daughter in the house. I'm the youngest son in the house. So different. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Oldest daughter is one way, youngest son in another way. We live together for years. I often pass it down all the time because of being a youngest son, and she's the oldest daughter. Hey, do this, do this. I'm more relaxed, easygoing, youngest son. <laughs> so we offend each other, but we did not want to bite that bait. We can forgive one another, amen. And we can win the battle, and we can have unity in the house. Oh, my brother and sister, in our life, we have two choices always: the choice to follow God, and the choice to follow the devil or our flesh. The Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter five, verse fifteen. We don't want to choose this one, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest. You be consumed by one another. I want to choose the first one. I'm going to love, forgive, bless, be patient, bear with their weakness, and always have long suffering, because I want to build that person up, and I will reap what I sow. When I build somebody up, I will be built up. Another choice is offense, anger. Bitterness, unforgiveness, and when I practice that, I bite somebody, and that person c a n to bite me back, because you reap what you sow. Bite each other, and what happened? You tear each other down, and cause problem. We need to choose love. Love is the greatest weapon you can win any warfare. Choose love and forgiveness, and when you walk in love. People will see Jesus in you. The book of John, chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. A new commandment I give to you: that you love one another, as I have loved you; that you also love one another. By this, by the Bible school diploma, by knowing Greek and Hebrew, by speaking in tongues, by having a position in the church, I am a pastor. No, by love, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one another. If you love, people will see Jesus in you. Amen. I don't want my children to backslide. If my children see that I and Pastor Da bite each other all the time, hate each other, my children will not see Jesus in us. And one day when they turn eighteen. They may say bye bye church, bye bye Jesus. 
I don't see love in this family. We need to walk in love so that people will see Jesus in us. Amen. And when we love, what happened? The outcome of love is unity and agreement and submit to one another. Look at what the Bible say about unity. What happened to unity in the home, unity in the church, in any relationship? Psalm 133, verses 1 to 3. How good and pleasant it is. God called love and unity good and pleasant. When God's people live together in unity, how can you have unity? You must have love. Forgive, see each other important, see another person better than you, and always want to build that unity. It is like precious oil. Actually, unity brings anointing. Anointing comes with prosperity, wisdom, comes with power, healing, victory, breakthrough. The anointing pour on the head, running down on the head and running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. God will bless the head of the church or the head of the household. When he and everyone in the community love one another and have unity with one another. And that blessing will go down to the children, to the members, and to our grandchildren. I noticed that in my life. Pastor Dan and I have lived in unity for all these many years. And we can see the blessing on our children and grandchildren. Amen. It is as if the dew, dew means water. Refreshing life of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Mount Zion is a church. For there, the Lord bestows or commands. Wow. When God commands, no one can stop it. When I command, you may not do it. But when God commands, it will happen. He will command or bestow his blessing, even life forevermore. I want the blessing. I want heaven to be open over me. I want heaven to come down on me, be around me all the time. So the key is that I walk in love with people and I am united with people around me that God called to be with me. I want to be united with you, the same church, and I want to be united with my wife so that what happens when we are united, when we love each other, we have unity. Matthew eighteen nineteen. How many people want God to answer your prayer? 99.99% of the time. I want God to answer my prayer. Amen. What is the key here that God answer your prayer? Matthew eighteen nineteen. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, I like this word, anything or whatever. Anything is a blank check. God, give me a blank check. How much you want? Write it down. I sign already. Anything. God say anything you pray. Anything that you and brother and sister who love one another and united pray. That they ask. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Is that open heaven? Is that heaven is with you? 
Is that heaven support you and answer you and help you? What is the key here? That God answer the prayer, even the most difficult situation on this planet Earth. God can answer you. He can move the mountain for you. When you love, when you have a community or a family, that that community will love one another and we unite with one another and pray together and seek the Lord together. Amen? Jesus said, again, Matthew 18, 19, again. What does he mean? It means, hey, don't forget. Listen, again. How many parents in this room talk to your children three times before they get it? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you say, son, don't do that. What, 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 what? Son, don't do that. And the third time you pull out the stick. Okay, I listen now. Again and again and again. Love is the most powerful tool of your life to win any battle and to overcome any obstacles and to bring the blessing to your life. That is not the love of man. We talk about the love of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 5, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Thank God. God help us to have that love. We don't have that love ourselves. We are human beings. Our love is so limited and so self-centered. But the love of God comes by the Holy Spirit. How does he do it? When you accept Jesus Christ into your heart the first minute, that minute, the Holy Spirit come into you, live inside you. I never forgot. I prayed to receive Jesus Christ with American missionary in Bangkok. After I finished the prayer, I opened my eyes. The world was changed. Now I start to love people. Why? This is weird. I used to be very arrogant, very prideful, self-centered, selfish. Pastor Dan know very well. Before I became a Christian, I was a very arrogant man, very selfish man. After I invited Jesus to come in, the love of the Holy Spirit started to work in me. But everything in the kingdom of God, there is measure for man. For God, there is no measure, unmeasurable. For God is unlimited. So God wants to give us higher measure of love. How does he do it? So second step, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. The love even greater. And then you get filled with the fire of God. The fire of God come and burn on the inside. The love even stronger. So every year, you should have a higher measure of love because you get touched by God. God fill you. The Holy Spirit keep pouring love into you. I hope you don't become stagnant. There is a stench of stagnation. If Christians don't grow, phew, stagnant. S- smell bad. You need to grow. Grow in love. Grow in faith. Amen? And when you grow in love, what happens? You start to love brothers and sisters, and heaven is open. Look at one situation in the Bible that heaven is open big time. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together with some bitterness, anger, offense, hatred 
discrimination. I don't like you. You don't like me. Is that right? No. They were all together with one accord, one heart, one spirit. I would like to beg all the members of this church. I would like to beg you. Could you please be in one accord with me and Pastor Da? Pastor Da and I were called to start this church. If you run your own thing, you do your own thing, you never become one accord with me. It's very hard to get what Psalm 133 talk about. The anointing flow through the head down to people that are under the same umbrella. You need to be united with your pastor. You need to be united with your boss in the same office. Amen. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Heaven was open. And as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Because they love one another. They love Jesus. Jesus told them not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for the power from on high. They said, Jesus, we love you. You are my master. We're going to wait in Jerusalem in the upper room. And 10 days of praying in the upper room. Because they love Jesus and they love one another, they were in one accord. Suddenly, heaven opened, poured the anointing on the 120 disciples. When I read this scripture, I'm so glad to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But I believe that we're going to see more in this generation. Do you know why? The Bible says in the book of Haggai, the glory of the end time church will be greater than the early church. The Bible used this scripture. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the early house. What is the early house? The temple of Solomon. The glory came down. All the priests could not function. They fell under the power. Then latter house in Jerusalem. The upper room. But we are even the latter house than them. We should expect bigger glory than the early church book of Acts Christians. We're going to see more miracles, signs and wonders, the move of the spirit, the deliverance, the great things happen. But the key is we must be united. We must love one another. Everything you're going to do in this church, you ask yourself, do I do this out of love for Jesus and out of love for my pastor? Or am I going to do my own things? I don't care. If you say, I don't care, it means you don't love. Because when you love, you submit. You are willing to adjust so that we can move together in one accord. Amen? Do we want to see that in this generation? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many people want to see more miracles? Power and outpouring of the Spirit. I want to see that. What is the key to open heaven? Love. Love God. Love one another in the church. I noticed that any church that the members really go 100% with their local pastor and with me, signs and wonders happen all the time in that church. One church gathered our teaching into YouTube, like the whole block, the whole series, and they asked everyone to listen in the whole church, listen to the teaching. 
everyone agree, everyone amen with me. Wow. I listened to testimony that when the non-believer walked into the church, suddenly God touched them, demon come out of them, they got healed. Miracle, even more than the book of Acts, actually. When I heard about these churches in Thailand, wow, this is better than the book of Acts. It's amazing. Amen. When you love, you're going to be a good witness for Jesus Christ. Because heaven come on you, everywhere you go, you bring the good news. I give you an example. Good news. One man in Thailand, he is about 48 years old. He was flirting, committing adultery. In big debt, gambling, drugs, alcohol. He was a non-believer. But one day somebody turned on my teaching in the YouTube for him to listen. And he got convicted. He said, I need to go to see this man. So he came to our meeting about one and a half to two years ago. He was there listening to the gospel. And at the end, he gave his life to Jesus. He was standing in the light of prayer. I did not know him at all. I just listened to his testimony two weeks ago. I walk by and lay hand on everybody. When I come to him, he say in the testimony, he fell under the power. And demons come out of him. Big, a lot of demons come out. After that minute, that heaven, they come with me, touch him. He was set free from pornography, adultery, drugs, alcoholism, lying. And only a short period, all his debt were paid off. Now he's free. Now he even cooked for his wife. He loved his wife now. The demon of adultery left him. Who, who did that to him? Not me. Heaven, the good news. The good news from heaven touched him. Heaven touched this man. The good news is not just theory, real, real healing, real deliverance. But I need to bring heaven on earth myself. I need to walk in love. I need the wisdom from God. When we love, the Holy Spirit filled us. John chapter 16, 13 to 15, the Bible says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. You will not make mistakes because you know the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. You know bad things are going to come. Don't drive to that area. going to be accident. Don't go there. He tells you everything. He will glorify me and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Basically, he will bring heaven to you. Whatever in heaven, he will reveal to you. All things that the Father has um, has a mind. Therefore, I say that he will take up mine and declare it to you. My brothers and sisters, if we walk in love, the Holy Spirit will work with us because we agree with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is love. He's God. God is love and he's going to work with us everywhere we go. We're going to be successful. He's going to give us wisdom, direction, don't do that. Do this. Don't associate with this guy. And a partnership with this person. He's going to guide you. And you're going to walk in success. I want to read a story of a man in the Bible. I love this story so much. I will never stop talking about this man. I want to show you. 
This man walked in love. He loved God so much. And he loved even his enemies. His brother sold him to be a slave to the Ishmaelite. And then he was bought to be slave in Egypt. He was slave. But because he loved God so much, he worked hard. He did the best, excellent job for the boss. And he became the top slave. And after that, he was mistreated and also falsely accused by the wife of his boss. What happened? He got in jail. But the whole story, you never heard even one time that this man got mad as a brother, got mad as Potiphar, got mad as the wife of the boss. When he went into jail, he loved God so much, he did an excellent job to the point that the keeper of the jail say, I like this man. I promoted him. He started to have the dream that people are going to respect him, bow down to him when he was a young boy. By 17 years old, he was sold as a slave. More than 10 years later, he one night, he became prime minister of Egypt. Let me read the story and you will see. Love is the key to open heaven. Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 to 23. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. Look, listen carefully. The Lord was with Joseph. This sentence Better than one million dollars. Better than anything else in the whole universe. The Lord is with us. Why? Because he agreed with God to walk in love. He loved. I tell you, if I was him, I may not be able to do like him. To forgive my brother like that. Wow. He loved God. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. Who made him successful? Not diploma, not handsomeness, not good lookingness. My English word. Not all these things. But because God was with him. And he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that. Second time. Saw that the Lord was with him. Can people see your life and say, Ooh, wow, the Lord is with this guy. The Lord is with her. Can people see that? And that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. I like all this scripture to be mine in the 21st century. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. He found favor with the boss. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Everything in that house under the authority of Joseph now, the slave from another land. He was a foreigner in that land. Okay? From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, Joseph was a really diligent worker. He's a faithful worker. He did not cheat time. 
My brother and sister, I want to encourage you. The devil may tell you, my boss gave me too little salary. It looks like salary, I should work only four hours. So another four hours at work, I'm going to do some computer work for myself. If you do that, you don't love God because you cheat time of your boss. It's not about how much salary you get. It's about how much you love God and you love your boss. When I first moved to America, I have zero salary for six months. Zero. Working for University of Washington. But I work so diligently, night and day. Eventually, my boss say, I cannot stand this anymore. I give you salary. I never think that because I don't get salary, so I'm going to goof off, take it easy. No, I work hard because I love my boss who gave me the job. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. For whose sake? His sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had. Wow. When heaven is with you, every company you join, everywhere you go, heaven is there. And the blessing will be there with people around you as well. I like this story. In house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. Because of him, he had no concern. Wow. Good employee. Good job. The boss doesn't have to lose sleep at all. He had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master wife, Behold, because of me, my master in Potiphar has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am. It means that he had all authority from the boss. Nor has he kept back anything from me except, in other words, Joseph can walk in, into any room, open the refrigerator of any room, eat anything. He can do anything in that house because he represents the boss. But except you, I cannot touch my boss's wife. I need to love God and love my boss. I'm not going to commit adultery with my boss's wife. He is a man of love. Because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against you? In order to save time, the story continued that this woman, Potiphar's wife, keep bucking him. And one day, Joseph walked into the house, no other people there, just he and the wife of the boss. So she grabbed his garment and said, sleep with me. Joseph ran right away. He did not commit adultery. And the garment was in his hand. When all the employee or the slave walked in, and Potiphar, the husband, walked in, she lied that. Joseph tried to rape her and asked her to sleep with him. But she said that because she cried out loud, he ran away. What happened? In verse 19, as soon as his master heard the words that the wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in prison. I believe that if this happened to some of you, you would think about, wow, I need a gun. I want to kill my brothers who sold me as a slave. If I have a chance, I'm going to kill Potiphar. I'm going to kick his 
wife. I can grab her neck and kill her. Did you ever hear one word from the mouth of Joseph about revenge, mad, unforgiveness? He keep his mouth shut the whole time. He never complained, even one time. He walk into the prison, still smile. God is with me. I love God. I forgive my boss. I forgive his wife. I forgive my brothers. He loved God, and he loved even his enemy. But the Lord was with Joseph third time. What is the key here? He opened heaven. He bring heaven down to him. God was with him, and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. When God is with you, you're gonna find favor with men. You're gonna find success. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord make it succeed. What is the key here? To open heaven, love, forgiveness, unity, showing love to even your enemy. And the Lord will be with you, and the Lord will give you success, breakthroughs, victory, prosperity, healing, freedom. A few years later, in overnight, he became the prime minister of Egypt. It took him, as I recall, about 13 years before he became the prime minister of Egypt. My brothers and sisters. We are living in the society of drive-through service. Oh, I want Chick-fil-A. I drive in. Okay, I get number one big coke, number two uh, Sprite. Within three minutes, we get the food and drive out and eat. There is no drive-through service in the kingdom. You need to pass the test. The test of love, the test of faithfulness. Sometimes people come to this church only two weeks. This is true. Coming to this church two weeks, I know Greek and Hebrew. I used to be teacher in the Bible school. Pass aloud. You know who I am. I need to preach on your pulpit. Two weeks, and I look at this man. Who are you? You haven't proven your life here. I don't know you. I'm sorry. It may take 17 years. Are you going to be faithful? Do you know that King David? He got anointed to be a king at 17 years old, and he became the king at 37 years old. He passed all the tests of love, faithfulness, obedience for 20 years. But when the promotion come, boom, sudden. But before the promotion come, be patient. Prove your faithfulness. Prove that you love your pastor. You love the church. 
You're not running your own life, your own ministry. You join the church. You prove that you love this church. You love where you are. Being faithful. God's kingdom is not about doing now, brothers and sisters. Amen. How many people want this sentence to be with you? God is with me. How many people want God to be with you everywhere? What is the key here? Love. You love God. You believe God loves you. You love other people, including people who are not nice to you. You walk in love. Forgive, please. Forgive your husband. Forgive your wife. Forgive your leader. No one is perfect in this world. Choose to love and forgive. Choose to be united, to walk together in unity. And the blessing will flow down into you and to the thousand generations. I want the blessing. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, choose now, life or death. Choose now the blessing or the cursing. I choose life. I choose the blessing for my children and grandchildren. Therefore, I'm going to walk in obedience to God. What is the command of God? Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love, love, love. If you can do that, you're going to see. Even though you may not have a lot of connections and high education and background, God would, bam, promote you. We have a testimony. I don't think she is here. She left, she came morning service. This testimony really encouraged me and passed her. This lady moved from another country. She came here because of lack of English-speaking ability that much. She has to work in the Thai restaurant, serving food. And when the COVID-19 hit, she lost her job. Her husband, only single income, but the condition in the company very unstable. So she prayed for that her husband would give tithe to the church. Her husband did not give tithe. Eventually, her husband decided to give tithe to the church in January or December, December of last year. And within six weeks, her husband company gave the raise 10%. He gave 10% out of the love for God and he got 10% increase. Not only that, Last week, she got an interview to work in a good company with good salary. And even though she never worked in America in the professional level, like a good company, she worked as a just go to restaurant and serve food. After interview, she got accepted. And now she got a good job, good salary, because she loved God. She loved this church. She loved her pastor. She willing to tie. She pray for her husband. Love, love, love. And now I can see what happened to, jo- uh, to Joseph in that family, to the husband and the wife. My brothers and sisters, dare to love. Dare to love. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You learned something today. How many people say, God, help me to love you? 
Amen. Father in heaven, thank you so much for teaching us the key to open heaven, to bring your presence down on earth here, to be with us everywhere we go. Just like what happened to Joseph, just like what happened to David, a man after God's own heart, just like what happened to Jesus himself, the man who loved the Father and loved people. To the point that he died on the cross for sinners like us, Lord. Lord, we want your presence to be with us. Everywhere we go, we find favor. We find success. We find open door. We will be healthy because sickness cannot be with us. The presence of God is with us and sickness has to leave. Demons have to leave. Curses have to leave. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're going to practice what we learn. Thank you, Lord. Some of you may not be a Christian. Some of you may think that you are a Christian, but you have walked away from God. Your relationship with God is not with you for many months and years. I would like to encourage you to pray with me to rededicate to your life to God, to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. And begin to walk with him in love. Love him. Love others. If you want to do that, follow what I pray. Speak it out loud from your mouth. Father in heaven, you are love. You love me so much. You send your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to save me. Lord Jesus, I want to come back home. I want to walk with you. Come into my life, Jesus. Sit on the throne of my life. I repent of my sin. I'm going to walk with you, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, I am a human. I cannot love by my own ability. May your Holy Spirit pour the love of God into my heart every single day so that I can walk in love. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, for giving me a new life. Thank you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, for your presence everywhere I go. Your presence is with me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.